Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull, and I do appreciate you being with us. This segment is brought to you by Core.Green. Do you know you can kill 99% of airborne COVID in 10 minutes? You really can. Check out Core.Green. Well, today we have another interesting show for you. You know, one of the most popular sectors in commercial real estate in, in all periods of time in all markets is the single tenant, the net lease investment property, the properties with one tenant, typically long-term credit tenants in them. And then you look at a market that has a, a little bit of questions about the future or a down market, if you will, in, in some cases, and the single tenant net lease market gets uh, really popular. People are looking for that safety. Uh, it's also been a very good sector for first-time investors and investors who are professionals and busy. And they don't really have the time or, or the desire to to uh, handle commercial real estate investment properties or definitely residential uh, because there's not much to do on these single tenant net lease properties. But what's happening? You know, with the changes from COVID, uh, what are the types of tenants and in industries um, that you should invest in or maybe you should buy or sell? What's all this doing to uh, financing? Can you still get positive leverage there? And what are some tips for really finding the right property? And lastly, should you be selling now? Is it, What's the market like? Well, please welcome my guest. It's Nancy Miller. Nancy's a partner with Bull Realty, and she's president of the Net Lease Investment Group. Nancy, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Michael. Well, Nancy, my first question to you is, is about cap rate trends. As I said in the open, and it seems like the single tenant net lease market really gets uh, popular with uh, buyers in markets like that, this, what are you seeing? Well, cap rates are definitely compressing. In the last year, we've seen a dramatic uh, uh, decrease in them, meaning an increase in value. Um, but that is not true across all sectors. Um, the sectors that have seen the best uh, increase in price reduction of cap, cap rates are those essential businesses such as dollar stores, auto tire, um, your big box and grocery sector, um, your Costco, Walmart, Target types, your Lowe's, your Home Depots, um, and to some degree, QSR, quick service fast food restaurants. And we're seeing a little bit of an uptick or an improvement in pricing for casual dining um, if they have uh, drive-through. So we're seeing that. I think uh, something that we're seeing is that the largest uh, decrease in cap rate of over 100 basis points uh, has been in that big box sector that I just mentioned. Right. Excellent. So these essential services types of tenants, uh, you know, like these drug stores and I guess to to the extent the dollar stores and things, um, give us some examples of what a cap rate may have been on a property, you know, pre-COVID, and then uh, now as we record this in February of 2021. Um, well, an example of a of a property I listed uh, just recently um, last year. It's a triple net. It would have had about 12 years left on it. It was a dollar store uh, in a large metro in Atlanta, specifically. This was. And a year ago, I probably would have listed this property at about a six and a half cap rate. I listed the property at a 5.9 cap rate and it went under an LOI in one day. 
Wow. Other examples might be uh, 10-year double net properties are now competing with 15-year triple net properties. Um, the 10-year properties are garnering the same cap rate that that triple net would have done a year ago. So um, I might have uh, be getting a uh, seven, a six and a half or a seven cap rate on a 10-year double net. And I would have gotten something like that a year ago on a 15-year triple net. I see. Well, what about financing today, uh, Nancy? Do, do lenders like these properties? And what would be kind of a sample uh, loan that you closed recently as far as rate and LTV? Well, um, rates are still very good, but uh, lenders' um, underwriting criteria are, are harder than ever uh, despite that. So uh, we're seeing rates, depending again on the quality of the tenant, uh, if it's a credit tenant, they're going to have a better time of it. And if they're in a larger area versus a rural area, we're seeing a distinction now. Um, but you're looking probably with a 10 plus year uh, credit tenant um, with lease term remaining somewhere in the mid three to 4% range. Um, sometimes it could be slightly lower depending on uh, the balloon uh, payment on the, that. And also, typically, it's a 25-year amortization. Uh, we've seen some credit unions out there offer 30-year amortizations, which obviously makes the investor's cash flow much better um, as well. So it depends. And in that regard, it's so important for the investor who's going to be financing get ahead of the curve on that. Um, it's taking lenders longer. They're digging, as I mentioned, deeper into that. And it's really, really important um, that they understand what's going to be required of them to get the loan done um, in advance and to be ready uh, so that when they do find a property that they want, they're ready to go and they're ready to address it with the lender so that uh, they don't have any hesitation because of the, the lack of uh, supply in the market, that the yeah. broker who uh, does not worry that this is a person who's going to drag on and doesn't know what they're doing. Right. It's a real hot market. You better be uh, ready. And if you're going to be getting finance and you better have it all kind of preset up, that's a good tip. Nancy, what kind of uh, loan to value ratio down payments are you seeing on a, on a property like the one you just described, this kind of 10 year credit tenant? Um, um, we're seeing typically is 65% to 70% LTV. Sometimes people can, are putting more down because we're seeing more 1031 buyers who've got a lot of cash that they have to play. So we've also recently see, seen some people putting as much as 50% down um, on properties. But as you know, and I know with uh, the market as the rates as low as they are, um, leverage is king. If you can uh, put down as uh, little as you can, um, your cash on cash return is going to be better. But you have to follow the letter of the law with the uh, lenders and their underwriting guidelines. Nancy, what about um, some tips for finding the right properties? I mean, you mentioned some of these hotter industries and tenants that people feel safe with. Uh, how might an investor go about finding the, the right deal for them? 
Um, the investor needs to really uh, get educated on the market. Um, there are a lot of the um, typical internet services that they go to uh, to look. Um, I would also extend it today um, to find a broker who does specialize um, in that property type. Um, and also uh, what they want to do, given the limited supply out there, um, if I show you something uh, today and you like it, and you say, hey, that's pretty good. I would say to you, let's make an offer on it because the velocity of the market is so quick right now that literally I, I can't tell you how many times um, someone has been the bridesmaid that I've worked with uh, that we wind up a day later, um, the properties had three LOIs or four LOIs and, and it's gone. So uh, the best thing to do is if you have a sense of the property type that you like, the type of tenant, um, then go ahead and, and go for it. And some people come to me and say, Nancy, I only want uh, a property in such and such metro. And I'll say to them, I think you're being short-sighted because if you're looking for a triple net property, the whole notion of that is you do nothing. So what do you care if it's sitting in Atlanta, Georgia, or if it's sitting in uh, Dallas, Texas, you don't care. It's a net lease property. So um, maybe we should look at something that um, beyond where you think you can drive to an hour from now and broaden your horizons, which opens up your choices as well, your selection. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Be kind of be flexible in, in what you're looking at so you can see more uh, opportunities. Nancy, how can a buyer make their offer uh, more appealing to a seller that it may be getting multiple offers on a property like that? Well, I think the first thing that uh, the buyer should do is uh, make sure that if they're working with a broker or even if they're not, that the uh, seller or the seller's broker understands that they are capable. That means that they have a source of funds, that they have experience possibly in owning other properties, um, and just so they understand the background. Um, if, if the buyer, if I'm doing a 1031 exchange, um, I'm a more motivated buyer, and I need to make sure that they know that as well. The downside of that is if I'm a motivated buyer, I have the opportunity to negotiate multiple properties. So I don't want, I want to let that uh, seller know that I'm very motivated and like their property. Um, I've, if I've already sold my down leg, I want to let them know that. If I'm under contract with my down leg and haven't sold that, I want to let them know that uh, the earnest money is hard or non-refundable because that means I have skin in the game and I want to move forward as quickly as possible. Um, I, the, uh, the seller does not want me to tie their property up. So I have to uh, make sure that I have a compelling story uh, to get my offer accepted. And if I'm using financing, the same thing would hold true whether I'm doing a 1031 exchange or not. With that, it means that I already have contacted lenders. I know what sort of financing opportunities I have. I know what sort of timeframes it's going to take for me to get the offer closed. A lot of people make a, a serious mistake and, and say, oh, I'll accept that a 21-day due diligence in a 15-day close, and they're doing their financing, and they're fooling themselves, and they're fooling the seller. 
rather in that case, if they are using financing, I've lately worked with folks to say, okay, let's have a reasonable due diligence period. Let's say it's 30 days and let's have a financing contingency because we know that financing now is going to take 40 to 45 days. So have a 40 to 45 day financing contingency to allow for the lender delay. So now you've come in with a realistic time frame, a realistic offer. And so the seller has confidence that you are not going to tie them up and you know what you're doing. Great, great, great tips, Nancy. You mentioned how hot this market is and how cap rates have compressed. Um, so is this the right time for people owning these properties to be considering selling them? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it really, really depends on you, the client, or you, the seller, if you're going to sell. What's your mission? What, what are you trying to do? What are your goals? Um, take a look at what you are uh, facing and say, is this a good time for me? Uh, what I do when someone comes to me, I say, let's look at the property. Let's look at your goals. And are, is what you're trying to do and attain uh, doable? And let's look at the tenant. Let's look at the length of remaining lease term. So it's a part my doing my homework for you to say, here's what I think the valuation is of this property in this market. And does that meet your goals of what you're trying to do right now? And it could be in, in any case, I always to say um, a blind person could cross the street without a traffic light right now. The analogy would be anyone can probably sell a, um, a single tenant property if it's priced correctly and marketed correctly now because of the limited supply. But we have to make sure that we're doing it at for the right reason, at the right pricing, um, and, and we should have success. And if you make the decision to sell now, it will be ultimately successful for a buy, a seller, excuse me. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a good time to consider your portfolio and, and should you diversify to maybe different industries or tenants or maybe sell some prop trade some properties with shorter leases to more long-term or maybe geographically you like uh, the Sun Belt or, or Florida or Texas and you, you want to get out of you know mm -hmm. some other states. Uh, sounds like it's a good time to, to have all those considerations. Um, well, Nancy, what would you leave our audience with around the country to think about for single tenant net lease uh, sector uh, for the rest of 2021? Well, I would say that it is a good time to, as you were saying, and you asked me, look at your portfolio and uh, do an evaluation so that you know what the worth is of your property now. And also, it's a good time to say, if I'm in the market, what would I be buying? Uh, what's out there that, that meets my long-term goals? Uh, it's a very good time to do that, despite the limited supply out there, because uh, we've got folks out there who aren't uh, sure what they want to do. But there's also a, a, a something I think that to get create more value, if you are going to go into the market, Look for properties that have shorter lease terms. Maybe you look for properties that are not your national credit tenants, but they're strong. And consider buying a double versus a triple net 
property and getting a little bit higher cap rate. Uh, you might also consider a franchise versus a corporate tenant because your cap rate will be a little bit better. And as we mentioned a little earlier, don't stay in your large metro. Look in other areas where you can find properties that you're not competing with many people. It might be a little bit more suburban and uh, you can find more choices and possibly just as good quality of property in those locales as well. So those are just some general tips, Michael. Well, great tips, Nancy, and thanks for the information and thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you and call us if we can help you. All right, thank you. All right, take well, care. let us know what you think in your market around the, around the country. What are you seeing? And uh, please connect with us on your favorite social media. And we do appreciate uh, you sharing the show and we appreciate hearing from you. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. If you appreciate the show, think about the opportunity to do business or refer business to our sponsors. Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies. For incredible commercial agent training, visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Vista Property Reports. Use smartphone location technology for commercial real estate due diligence visit vistapropertyreport.com slash CRE show. Core.green. Use ION technology to create a safer environment for your real estate. Visit core.green. For more commercial real estate intel, forecasts, and strategies, visit CREshow.com.